Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jantz, and my guest today is Joel Labava. You may actually know him as the Franchise King, which is a term that he has sort of coined and co-opted and used for a number of years now because he helps people become franchise owners. And in fact, has written a book by the title, Become a Franchise Owner, the Startup Guide to Lowering Risk, Making Money, and Owning What You Do. So, Joel, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me there, John. So, you know, I have to ask, I've read a little of your story, so I know the answer to this, but I think probably listeners would like to know, what the heck does a guy like you know about franchises? Well, not much, actually. Uh, <laughs> I was paid to tell people that I do know. No, I, uh, I, uh, I came from a, a food background and then uh, automobile franchising. I was in management. And then my late father uh, in 2000 uh, asked me, after I was fired from a uh, automotive franchise, asked me to join his franchise uh, brokerage firm. And uh, I hesitated because I just, I don't know, I didn't, you know, I guess some people wake up feeling like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I've got to own my own business. For me, it wasn't like that. For me, it was I didn't want to work for a bunch of idiots anymore, and I wanted to kind of take more control. So my dad convinced me, and I joined his brokerage firm and learned a little more about the franchise industry from a different side. Um, As you know, I'm not a broker anymore. I'm more of an advisor. I work with people. I don't point them to specific franchises for commission anymore. I just make sure that they're doing the right thing and teach them how to do research, uh, et cetera. So that, that's my little story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I, I think it probably um, is some tremendous uh, – you gain probably some tremendous insight that probably many people that, that would call themselves competitors of yours uh, don't have of actually working inside of one of these and, and really seeing sort of the, the guts of how these things unfold a little bit, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, what's the state of the industry these days? If 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 you were going to say is is franchising growing, red hot, uh, evolving? What I mean, obviously, it's been with us for forty, fifty years now, I guess. Uh, but but what would you say? Where where are we today with franchises? Well, would you like the the spin answer or the Joel Lababa answer? I want the Joel answer. <laughs> I want the Joel answer. Um, in a word, flat. Yeah. Okay. Having said that, I'm sure that there are um, segments, um, industries, uh, opportunities that are still coming along that probably make uh, make the model work, don't they? Oh, absolutely. There are still some fantastic opportunities, uh, a lot of them uh, amazingly in food. You know, I think yeah. uh, Five Guys is yeah. uh, doing a fantastic job for a uh, you know, an outfit that, that just, you know, makes hamburgers. Right. But it but they do a really good job. It's a tight ship. I've been to them and uh, pretty impressed. So there are businesses and sectors, you're right, that are that are doing very well. But in general, and, and you know why, because of the banks, mm. it, is, it is pretty tough out there uh, to get a loan and to get a loan to grow a franchise into multi-units yeah. unless you're really, really solid financially. Well, so that uh, that kind of leads a little bit to my um, one of my questions. I mean, is is it for everyone, or is there a certain kind of makeup of person that the the, the franchise model itself is is really more suited for? In my book, I uh, I have a whole chapter, and and it's called Take the Franchise Quiz, right? Uh, which is uh, also uh, one of the websites I have. Take Take the Franchise Quiz dot com. It's a free quiz, and it's for people 
that want to make sure that they are right for franchising. And, and a perfect perfect example of, a, of someone that might be a good franchisee would be uh, an ex-corporate uh, middle manager or executive who, who's been used to following rules and is, is generally okay with it and, and can move his or her ego aside enough to say, look, I didn't think of the idea. Someone else thought of this franchise concept. I'm fine with using someone else's idea. As long as I can work for myself, own what I do, you know, I'm fine with it. So, so I guess you must, I guess you're not talking yeah. about me, are you? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you know, because you know, I don't uh, like I don't like to follow yeah. rules. I oh, like well, to make it up myself every day. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, you and I, uh, and I found out the hard way because I was in a in a franchise broker that was a franchise. So, you know, I, I say in my book that I was I was a lousy franchisee. I found out real fast, and I should have done more more self introspection. That you know what. I don't like to follow rules because you know what? Because like you, John, you and I, we can do stuff better than, than, than the other people. You know, we can do stuff better than our bosses. So that's why we work for ourselves. Yeah, or at least we've deluded ourselves to believe that, which is half the battle well, anyway. Right. That's half the battle. <laughs> right. So what, what's the good about the model and then what's the bad about the model? In other words, you know, what are, are there some obvious benefits to owning a, a, a franchise? And then uh, are there some obvious constraints? Yes, the, the, the best thing about franchising is that you get to use a proven system that is easy to duplicate and can get you to market really fast. Right. And I think that's really the best part about the franchise business model. The, the negative is that the way that it's marketed, and since you're an unbelievable marketer, you'll understand this, the way that's marketed and still is after 40 or 50 years with those famous words, it's a turnkey operation, right. and it's a business in a box. Uh, you know, you have to remember who's turning the key. It's not the franchisor. <laughs> it's you. So it's not an instant business in a box where all you have to do is show up and everything is done for you. You're working 70 hours a week. You have to work it. Yeah. So that's the negative, I think, is just sometimes the way it's marketed as being an easy fix. Well, and speaking of that, I mean, I think it's if is is it the FTC that regulates, and then obviously all the yes. all the states' attorneys yep. general as well. Exactly. But uh, um, you know, there was the the. And again, I, I, you know, maybe some of this is just perception, but you know, there was a time when franchises were so heavily regulated because they were, you know, sort of. Um, disguised Ponzi schemes and things of that nature. I mean, those days are really over, I suppose, almost maybe to the point where they're probably over-regulated, aren't they? I, I don't think they're really over-regulated. But, you know, one thing that's really opened up uh, uh, things, maybe a can of worms, maybe just opened up, is is social media. Yeah. You know, business transparency. Ah. Franchisors are, are learning, and the industry itself is learning that, there really aren't any secrets anymore. Yeah. And if you're if you're not a good operator, it's real easy to find out. Yeah. You know, that's I mean that's you know, that that doesn't matter if you're a franchise or you're just Joe the plumber. I mean that that's uh, right. uh, that has certainly changed a bit about the world we live in now. If if you're not doing a good job, there are ways for people to uh, uh to publish that information and obviously ways for people to find that out. So are there um is there a kind of set path for how somebody somebody says you know 
I don't think I'm, I'm this corporate, you know, coming out of corporate uh, that you just described. I got my golden parachute and, and I think I want to go the franchise route because I want this sort of proven path. I mean, is there a, is there a, is there a sort of a set way that you advise people? How do they start looking? I mean, if you just type in franchise or, you know, heavens, um, <laughs> you know, right. where, where, how do you, how do you start kind of narrowing some of that down? Are yeah. there some places you should go? Yeah. If you just type in the word franchise, it's over. I yeah. mean, you'll start spinning in your chair because we have no idea what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. There's too many searching op- options. Uh, I tell people to start looking for a franchise by not looking for a franchise. Uh, uh, what I mean by that is I want people to take a couple days away from electronics, anything electronic, anything that can be plugged in except maybe a coffee maker. Grab a cup of coffee, hang out for a couple days somewhere quiet, and really take a look at yourself. Figure out what you're good at. What can you bring to the franchise table? What types of opportunities could use your skill sets? That's how to start looking. Because if you just punch in franchise on Bing or Google, I mean, there there are, I think, I don't know, 30 million choices. Right. Um, and, and, and it's just crazy. So you've got to start by following the path of self-introspection and figuring out who the heck you are. So after you do that, then you can start searching a little bit because now you're customizing your search. Well, let's see. I was looking at five guys, but you know what? I don't really, I don't like HR. I know that there's going to be a lot of turnover. Yeah. I don't have the patience for that. So maybe, maybe something in the business to business genre where maybe I'm, I work by myself or I have one or two employees, you know, eventually. That's how you do it, John. You start thinking strategically. What am I good at? And what can I bring to the table that a franchisor would want? And how can we both win? So you don't want to hook your wagon to a 17-year-old fry cook? Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. <laughs> so are there uh, – <laughs> I, I hope all the, the, the 17-year-olds that are listening yeah, to my, my cook, show uh, yeah. are now have just unsubscribed. But yeah, uh, it's yeah. a risk i got to take. So yeah. are there sectors right now that are pretty hot? You, you mentioned, uh, you've mentioned five guys a number of times, but are there are – there, if I'm if I'm listening, particularly if I'm listening and I'm thinking I do not want to have anything to do with the food industry, are there some other you know professional services sectors, business services, home services sectors that are pretty hot right now? Service uh, service is always yeah. is always consistently hot. Uh, the hottest sector in service still is senior care, huh. uh, but sure. it's a little it's a little tricky because you have to have two things going for you. Number one, you have to be a really nice person. And, and care about other people legitimately, because if you don't, it's going to show through. Sure. And number two, you better be good at selling, because it's a sales and marketing business disguised as a as an operation with a little storefront where there's there's part time employees coming and going. Because people that are looking for senior care aren't really knocking on your door. Yeah, you've got to create strategic relationships with people in the community that know where the seniors are that, that are going to need help. Yeah, and that's probably an interesting one, not to digress too much from the franchise, but that's probably an interesting one because you're not actually selling the person that – you're not actually selling the senior, right? Right. Uh, and so – which I think any any business where the actual customer is – different in some ways from the actual target of the business yeah. uh that yeah. you know that that adds a whole nother layer of dynamic um 
So we started talking about how I start looking. I mean, obviously, you are in the business of helping people looking at. Would you say that that? Um, and, and I'm not asking you this to tee up, you know, your your ad for your business, um, which I know you're I know you're not going to do. But I mean, would you say that as a rule, it's pretty good advice for somebody to find somebody like you uh, who can actually maybe, if nothing else, sort of whittle down uh, the the bad advice, the, you know, all of the stuff out there that they don't need to know, all the stuff they do need to know, obviously getting your book is going to help them a lot. Uh, but, but would you say that it's, it's money well spent to hire someone like yourself? Of course it is. Yeah. If, if someone is willing to say that they don't know it all, Yeah. you know, I, I've dealt with, with people that have three and $4 million net worths who are smart enough to know that they don't know everything. And maybe they should work with someone that knows a little more about one sector of business than they do, because it's all about about risk. And if, if there's a way to lower their risk, they're going to do it. But most people will work with a broker or a consultant because it's a free consultation, right. which is okay. But realize that the broker or consultant um, only works with 5% of the franchise opportunities out there. So you might not get a full picture. If you work with someone that's an independent they're not going to necessarily steer you to, to a particular franchise or a particular sector, but they're going to help you and they're going to hold your hand. Do, do you yourself have a, a kind of a formula for making a match? Um, you know, you talked about some of the things like, you know, what do you want to do? What are your interests? You, know, you talked about the elder care. Um, you know, you, you know, you have to obviously really care about that. Mark. I mean, is, is, you know, what's your formula for for helping somebody go, okay, everything you've told me, I think you should start looking in this direction. Well, because I, I I try not to to point them in a specific direction, but I do try to have them kind of look at their their sheet of paper and add things up for themselves and say, hmm, well, Joel, I'm really good at sales. Do you think business to business might be good? And and I will say, yeah. I mean, looking at what you bring to the table, it's definitely a sector you should look at. But I'm not going to tell them which ones to look at. So I'm talking to Joel Labava, and we're talking about Become a Franchise Owner, and he's written a great book, A Startup Guide to, to Lowering Risk, Making Money, and Owning What You Do in, in the Franchise Business. So let's um, uh, let's kind of end up today just because of, of my uh, normal length of show and talk a little bit about the money uh, aspect of it. Um, you, you mentioned, and I can't remember if it was on the air or, or before, um, before we started talking, that uh, – because of bank financing uh, is is tough, you know. If uh, I suppose if I come to you with a uh, come to a bank and I want to open a uh, movie rental store, I'm probably in trouble. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you sure are. <laughs> but uh, but franchises in general, in some cases, come with uh, you know hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollar you know ticket. We might have to build a store. I mean, all those kinds of things. So um, it, you know, is that change the way that you look at uh, at the finance piece? I mean, should I be looking, should, should, should that not be the main consideration? In other words, you know, if I'm going to have to self-fund this maybe or dip into my 401k to fund this, uh, you know, is, is, is there advice you would give on the, the money aspect? Because some of these can be very expensive. The, when it comes to the money, I, I really will not talk to anyone unless they have a minimum of a $300,000 net worth, uh-huh. which as you and I know, ain't a heck of a lot. Yeah, that's my double but, wide, that's my double wide out back, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you have to really <laughs> be careful. So $300,000 minimum net worth, along with an ability to write a check for forty dollars or $50,000 of your own money. Mm-hmm. If you can't do both of those, you need to go find a, a job, a new job, 
or maybe an existing business that 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 is really really fire sale price. Right. And and, and these days the banks uh, the ten percent down. Uh, probably isn't going to be looked upon too favorably. Yeah. You better come up with 30% of your own money. Um, as a rule, and again, I know this this statistic is so hard to measure because it depends on who you're asking, um, it seems like. But as a rule, is, is a franchise seen, um, whether it's true or not, as, as a safer bet by the banks as, say, somebody that just says, hey, I've got this great idea for a business I want to start? In general, if it's a proven model right. with enough units around the country, I feel in my heart that it's they would be easier to get financed mm-hmm. than a straight. I have an idea. I like to start a business kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But these days, it's you know it's a little dicey. It's not a guarantee. Well, I mean, obviously, one of the beauties of starting a business, I mean, from from this money question part is, I mean, you know, you you can start some sort of a business for about. Twenty nine ninety five a month, um, right now with with, right. with the internet and everything. But I, right. but obviously, right. does it does it create the opportunity for you to do what you want to do? I mean, are there are there franchise owners that uh, you you talked about the idea of working really hard and investing a lot of money and a lot of time? But I mean, are there franchise owners that have been able to to use this model to build something that uh, that then really allows them to actually be free of of um, you know working in the business? Sure, sure. There, there are models out there which allow you to eventually back off and and manage the managers if that is your goal. And, you know, the, the goal should be you don't want to buy a job. You want to create something and build some equity so you can walk away. So maybe your, your family members, maybe your kids can get involved and take the business over so you can retire to the Carolinas or wherever you want to go. Uh, yeah, so equity building and managing the managers – um, I, I feel should be should be looked at um, uh, pretty seriously, if, if you know, long term. Well, and, and and I would guess that that that's one of the potential benefits. I mean, there are so many small business owners that j- do just as you mentioned. They they create a job. Maybe it was a nice job. Maybe it was a nice paying job. But at the end, there's there's really, you know, they haven't documented anything. They don't really have a proven track record of this business being able to. Uh, to survive if they walk out the door, and so consequently they, you know, they shut the door and they lock it up, and that's the end of it. I, I would guess that the franchise model, at least, particularly if it's associated with a proven brand that, that is doing well, uh, offers probably a better opportunity for you to have something to sell. Uh, or is that actually limited uh, in in a lot of franchise agreements? No, no, not at all. Yeah. Uh, brand, the brand part is real important in the. In the uh, uh, exit strategy for sure, yeah. um, and and I think uh, a franchise uh, is worth more uh, than an independent business in most cases if it's pretty well branded. Yeah, yeah. Well, in many cases, because that franchise has made you follow the rules and document things, and and, right. and you probably have to do a little better bookkeeping than a lot of small businesses do on their own, be, uh, be because of the uh, the agreement and the model. So all so all of that can add up to uh, some things that make it easier ten fifteen years later to uh, to say here's what we did. That's right, hundred percent right. Yeah. Well, Joel, thanks so much for joining me, and uh, those of you that uh, that are that, that are you know want to start a business. Obviously, I'm high on that. Um, uh, no question, I talk about that all the time. But uh, certainly, this franchise model is one that uh, that has a lot of appeal as well. And uh, this book, Becoming Franchise Owners, probably uh, the best. Uh, what, are, what do we get for it these days? Nineteen ninety-five or so that you can spend uh, if you're thinking right. about if you're thinking about plumping down a hundred, couple hundred grand. You know, let's start here. 
That's right. That's right. right. Joel, <laughs> thanks again. We'll, I'm sure we'll see you out there on the road. Thanks, John.